Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Oklahoma Studios, this is another edition of the Oklahoma Varsity Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Jordan, here today with my co-hosts, Nick Sardis and James D. Jackson. Guys, another day, another podcast. How's it going? Pretty good. Going good. It's, uh, I think today, it's, it's, we're recording on Thursday. It's 27th February. I was kind of looking at the calendar. I think today is like the unofficial halfway point of the Winter State Championships. Uh, we already have dual state wrestling and swimming completed. Uh, state wrestling starts tomorrow at the Big House uh, over at State Fair Arena. And then you also have basketball playoffs throughout the entire state. A bunch of games are actually going right now. It's 310 as we're recording. You have a bunch of games going on right now across the uh, across the region. Um, I saw one halftime score was 55-6. to six. Ugh. And this is this is that was a class B <laughs> second round game. So or they're in, or sorry. That was a class two A like uh, regional game, so a little bit a uh, little bit lopsided, but that's what you get Just a little bit. Just a little the, bit. In the playoffs. Um we're gonna have a kind of a shorter show today. We're gonna talk a little bit about the state swim meet last week. Um we're recording a little bit later in the week. Uh but we still wanna go back and kinda hit on some things that Nick saw up at Jinx last week. Uh then we'll talk a little bit about the wrestling tournament tomorrow. There's uh, going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a more packed on the floor tomorrow with uh, 10 mats instead of just eight. We'll get to that a little bit more. Then we'll talk a little bit of basketball and keep it kind of short and sweet today. So looking at swimming last week, um, I think all the normal teams that kind of were expected, like the heavyweights all won, but were there and there were a few state records that were broken. What were some of the swimmers or teams that really stood out to you the most? Uh, the two swimmers that stand out, Norman North's Aiden Hayes and Daniel Wilson. Uh, they both... Uh, Aiden Hayes broke one record, state record, and Daniel Wilson broke two. So I would say those two, um, out of the boys in 6A, kind of stood out the most. Jinx won as a team. Uh, on the girls' side... Home pool advantage. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Carl Albert <laughs> girls team, uh, they they won their second straight state title. And um, they did not have one swimmer place above fifth place, but they still accumulated enough team points to get the victory so that was the only local team that that won last week this is a random question i don't know if you remember the answer does in swimming do relays count for more points than individual uh individual events do you remember because in track that's how it is like relays are worth 20 points but individual events are only worth 10 Nah, i think they're all the same okay let's say so maybe they did really well in relays but to not have anyone finish above fifth and still win that's kind of ridiculous <laughs> yeah yeah it is that's it really just crazy is. um but no how was uh how was the event up there everything what, what's it like being inside of a it was my first hot swim summer. meet <laughs> it was my first swim meet i had never been to one before so i didn't really know what to expect but um it was kind of i mean it, it was it was pretty exciting especially the 6a uh when the boys were competing just because I mean, they just kept breaking records. It was just really exciting. So, um, so yeah. You know, I feel I, I I only covered the prelims last year, and there were a couple broken records during the prelims. But I feel like this year, like reading all of your stories and seeing your tweets, like you just kept tweeting about all these different records and stuff. It seemed like there was a 
I don't want to say abnormal amount of records, but it seems like there were a bunch of kids breaking records. Yeah, and there is something interesting about how they keep track of records. What's they that? only keep track of them at state meets. Yep, so if, same with track. Yeah, so if they you know do something in the season, that doesn't count, basically. I guess because it's not official or what. I, I'm not really sure why they do it that way. That's one of the main reasons, like official timing. Yeah, so so you have to do it at at that state meet so yep same with track okay is there why why do that that sounds goofy to me well the biggest thing is when you're going off a time sport you usually don't have electronic timing at anywhere else but the state meet jinx and edmund both have electronic timers obviously they have like the official olympic stuff like when you touch the wall boom you're done Mm -hmm. um and at track you they set up electronic timing everywhere at all where all the state meets are so it's automatic split second right away you know what they got Everywhere else, like most regular season meets, even the ones that like Edmund and stuff where they can use that technology, it's mostly hand-timed. Mm-hmm. Now, not as much swimming as it is track, but that's why it's just you get more official times at, at the state meet. I'm sure that there's been plenty of people who've broken records. Like, like I'm sure yeah. that there's been people who break records all the time, yeah. but they don't count. Yeah. So you can have an unofficial record, and that's happened all the time because I found that out in track last year. But, yeah, I, I, I think that's a – it's interesting. It'd that's unfortunate. Fresh. That's unfortunate. Especially Maybe. like if you were a pitcher and you pitched a perfect game, it didn't count because it was Well, it's not every sport. <laughs> it's not every well, sport. Well, I understand. Yeah. I'm just trying to give an analogy here. That would be if you pitched a perfect game. <laughs> nah, sorry. It doesn't count. <laughs> the one in the state tournament against the other best teams in the state. Sorry. Um, but no, as so as you can tell, it was a crazy weekend in swimming. Uh, oh, also, let me. Uh, Heritage Hall had some pretty impressive performances as well. Uh, on the boys' side, Owen Flynn won two events. He was he was very impressive. He I talked to him afterwards, and he said he was very nervous. He said he threw up twice. Uh, you know, twice. What you? Threw up twice. Yeah, he threw up at the hotel, and then he threw up again, like at the meet itself. Just shedding some pounds. <laughs> and uh, but I mean, he won both of his events, and he did extremely well. And two, uh, uh, great. You covered her sister, Gracie actually. Shepherd. Yep. Yes, you covered her sister. She was a star tennis player, I believe. And uh, just a sophomore, but she won two events as well. So kind of wanted to give them a shout out. Yeah, and I mean, kind of like you said, it it's it was incredible just how many records were broken. I think I, did Owen break any? Because I know Gracie broke one. I don't believe he did. No. Uh, but just like the amount of records of, that were broken around here, not just from everybody, but even local kids, is just astounding. Mm-hmm. So I want to say congrats to all of them. But. Uh, Kind of moving, kind of let, moving toward uh, wrestling this week, and obviously tomorrow kicks off a really big day, at State Fair Arena. I believe it's nine thirty is when the wrestling gets underway. Those are just the quarterfinal matches, semifinals are uh, tomorrow night. Those start at five thirty, and then at six o'clock on Saturday, you have the finals. Um, a new wrinkle to wrestling this year: instead of eight mats, there's going to be ten on those two extra ones. You're going to have the first girls state championship. It's not an official OSSA championship because it's not a sanctioned sport. But you're going to have the first. Girls Oklahoma Wrestling Championship in state history. So there's going to be some record made. There's going to be some records broken tomorrow, set tomorrow, made tomorrow. Um, so that's a really cool deal for the state. Um, Jenny Carlson and I had a had a preview story on that uh, coming out today in today's Oklahoma. And also, you can catch all the coverage at Oklahoma.com. And if you missed any of the swimming coverage, you got to go back to Oklahoma.com too, and you can read uh, you can read Nick's uh, stories that he wrote from up in Jinx. Um, but this weekend too, I know you guys will both be out there Saturday night. Um, Nick will be out there tomorrow. Uh, we also have a couple kids who are going for their four-time state champs. We had two who got it last year, Zane Coleman at Choctaw and Zach Marcuselli up at Broken Arrow. Uh, the two this year, uh, I'll let Nick talk about one of them who's doing it real quick. One of them is Caleb Tanner up at Collinsville. He's signed with OU. 
And the other one is a kid from old uh, I can't, old Stevens County down in southwest Oklahoma. Comanche. Old Comanche. <laughs> and uh, I, I forgot the county name. I remember what t- I remember what school he was from, but I, was, I wanted to say the county. But uh, Connor Doucette, uh, what can you tell yes. us about him? Uh, signed to Oklahoma State, uh, competes as a 220-pounder, and he's going to be going for his fourth straight state title. He's a... Uh, He's, I mean, he's he's amazing. He really is. And uh, his dad was a state champ at Comanche, uh, Benji Doucette. And their coach, uh, Jason Miller, he actually uh, wrestled with his dad back in the day, back in the 90s. So, uh, yeah, Doucette, one of the best in the state. And um, it's going to be exciting to see him for sure. Comanche as a team is pretty good too, aren't they? They won at dual state, yes. So Did, you, did you get to see Connor wrestle up there? He, he actually – in the finals, uh, won by forfeit actually. Oh well, that kind of yeah. It was it was a little anticlimactic. It was, <laughs> it was really uh, I was excited to see it. <laughs> Never happened, but yeah. <laughs> it'd have been yeah, it'd have been interesting to at least get to watch him. But yeah, he just kind of stands out there, gets his hand held up, and walks off with the title. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, That's crazy. You didn't do anything. Um, but no, it's uh, so no. There's there's a bunch of stuff going on at state wrestling this weekend. Um, but then there's a bunch of local kids too, and you highlighted a bunch of these kids up at Dual State. You obviously have Tuttle. You have Mustang, uh, Choctaw, and then even uh, Emma North, Stillwater, just team-wise, have always been dominant in wrestling. Then you get to go to your individuals, too. You have, like, Luke Serber, Tate Piccolo, Both Cruz at 182, Aguilar. correct? Uh, yes, but obviously different classes. But yes. That just shows how yeah. dominant. Wrestling in the state right now is in a really good place. Um, and I'm missing a bunch of names. I'm going to get ridiculed for that. But uh, Gabe Johnson's another Gabe Johnson, one. yeah. you got you got to say Gabe's name. Signed with UCO for wrestling from Choctaw. I think he, he only has two losses. So he's man, he's very dominant. He's a defending state champ. So yes. coming back trying to get a crown. Um, I think uh, if I remember correctly, Tate, P- Tate Piccolo at Mustang and Cruz Aguilar are both undefeated still, right? Yes, Piccolo is forty-four and zero, <laughs> just crazy, absolutely <laughs> dominating people. And uh, yeah, and Aguilar is going to be going for his second straight state title, and uh, he's going to try to become the first Edmund Memorial wrestler since Johnny Hendricks in 2002 to go undefeated and win a state title so that's what he's going yeah, for. Yeah he already he already broke a Johnny Hendricks record last year because he was the first one since Johnny to win a state title and now he has a chance yep. to win a couple more. You wrote that in your story I think you went two weeks ago. Yes. Kind of leading in a dual state about him. Yes. And it's just kind of crazy I always forget that Johnny Hendricks went to Edmund Memorial. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. Edmund Memorial got Bill Self, Johnny <laughs> Hendricks like good grief. I know. Just putting out star athletes in all these sports. Um but no, it's going to be a really cool event. Um, obviously, you can uh, follow both of them on Twitter, uh, Nick underscore Sardis, and then James D Jackson fifteen. Mm-hmm. James, you're going to be there, correct? I'm going to be there. What are you looking forward to most? I'm just looking forward to finally getting to see some wrestling. It's been a year now that I've seen since I've never seen a wrestling match and got to cover one, so I'll be happy to be there. I was about to say, did you ever get to watch Cruz when you were working at Edmond? I remember watching him at all. Did you I don't believe so. He's he's at, he's at 106, but he's those 106 match guys. So mm-hmm. here's the thing with wrestling: you get the big hefties. They don't do too much. They just kind of tumble around. <laughs> Even at 220, they sometimes yeah. will get after each other, but it's still a little bit slow. Yeah. So I'm not taking anything away from Connor Doucette because he's obviously a freak. He's going to OSU. Actually, that was one of the things that his coach talked about. He actually growing up, Connor was sort of smaller, so he really he's kind of like. A small wrestler in a large man's body. Yeah. Because he kind of developed later. So while he was smaller, he was really developing his skills, working on his speed, technique, all those different things that the big guys usually don't work on. But now he's 220 pounds, so you kind of combine the size. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. with the skill, and it's just he's unbeatable. Yeah, he's taking all of that, and I can see why that'd be really unbeatable. It's also, but then you get down to the smaller guys who it's all about speed, quickness, and they're throwing each other around super quick. Boom, you can have a match over like that if someone makes a mistake. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a really cool event. Um, obviously, with all the mats on the floor, it's a little bit hectic when you got ten matches going on at one time. You got to kind of pick one. Um, yeah. And then comes state tournament time. Get ready for the fans. It's awesome. There's some crazy wrestling fans. Get ready mm. to hear a bunch of two. That's what they like <laughs> to do for takedowns. Um, it's uh, no the atmosphere inside a state fair arena. Come come wrestling time is awesome. It's it's definitely one of the best ones. Um, I'll be looking forward to it. Really. At dual state, it's it's pretty pretty special as well because, like you said, you're kind of focusing on one, but then you hear like a random, just large explosion <laughs> from halfway across explosion the arena. You're like, what in the you're world? You're like, what just happened? So yeah, it's pretty. It's it's a unique atmosphere. It's always fun too because we're the media set up for wrestling. We are uh, we're not on the floor. We're up kind of on the side. They have a little like press row table that's set up. So you're kind of in the crowd. You're obviously on your own, like half spot for your laptops and everything. But you have fans all around you, like on your sides and behind you. In front of you, it's just the arena floor. Mm-hmm. So occasionally, you'll just be sitting there, and all of a sudden, you'll hear just parents just stand up and explode behind you. Like if you're sitting down typing, and you'll look up, see somebody <laughs> get pinned, and then they go crazy. And you're like, oh, that's cool. Kind of catches you <laughs> off guard a couple times. But it's it's that's definitely a huge, it's a fun event to cover. Um, real quick, I want to hit on some basketball before we kind of close it out. Um, all playoffs are underway this weekend. I think there's something like 600 games starting like today going through Saturday, so kind of crazy. Um, I know James and I are going to be covering basketball the next two nights. We'll be at girls' sites tonight for 6A, 5A, and boys tomorrow. Um, and then Saturday I'll be doing kind of a boys' roundup and stuff. You can catch all that on Oklahoman.com and then in the Oklahoman. Um, I think uh, we're not going to make state tournament predictions yet because we're all going to do that next week for uh, Class A and B. Um, on Sunday, though, Sunday we will know that all the eight boys and girls teams for classes A and B for the state tournament. So we'll all be at State Fair Arena on that Sunday to talk with all the coaches and have some preview content coming out for that. And then uh, obviously a week from today, right, right now, we'll all be at sites covering basketball games. So it's kind of crazy to think it's that close around the corner. But we'll have our state tournament predictions coming in then. Um, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys this. I know we've kind of covered basketball season. I know we haven't all seen the same teams, but is there one team, boys or girls, who you are most confident to win a state title this year, and why? Norman. Norman High girls. Norman yeah. girls. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. I mean, they got like five D ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of good. <laughs> They're loaded. So yeah, I'd go with Norman High girls. Yeah, that'd be one to really bet on. I if you had to. See, I, I was thinking for girls, I was thinking Norman High. Cl- but I was also like class in SAS. I'm really high on them, but Muldrow's also in there and Anna Darko, and those are both really talented teams in 4A. Yeah. Anna Darko's defending. Uh, on the guy side, though, I really want to say Kingfisher, but I'm never going to count out Trey Alexander in a game, ever. No, even forget what happened last year. Never going to count him out in the game. But then Del City. I think that I would love if they could play Carl Albert again because both those games have been one basket games. I've been at both of them. I would love to watch those two play every single day if I could because if they're going to keep being <laughs> games that are that good, that's awesome. Um, but I just think I really truly believe that uh, that Dell City is one of the best teams in the state. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see what they could do against some out of state competition. Uh, I think they're. I don't want to. I'm not going to jinx anything. I just think they're a really strong candidate to bring home a gold ball this year. Yeah, they're they're loaded from top to bottom. I saw them play against Shawnee, and they just completely dominated. So, yeah, it and six A boys. 
I'm not going to go against Bryce Thompson. He's been in the state finals three times in his three tries and probably going to get back there again. I like to state tournament, but I think it's a little more open because you have Lawton this year who has like five guys who are six, seven, and above, which is ridiculous for high school. <laughs> um, you have Southmore. You have Edmond Memorial. You have Midwest City. I mean, there's so many good teams. You can't forget about Jinx and then Tulsa Union and Sand Springs up at the east. Um, this is going to be really interesting, and it's just crazy to think that basketball state tournament's here next week. But okay, so what are you guys? Who's your guys' sleeper teams? Just give right me one now, one team. Boys or girls? Yeah. I don't know if Class SAS is considered a sleeper, but I'd love to pick them. No, nah, that doesn't count. <laughs> I got to pull up the I got to pull up the rankings here. Um, are we going to go big school or little school too? Whatever you want to put in there. I know I have one in mind. What is it? Go ahead. Tuttle. Girls. Uh, yeah. Girls, Twin Towers, man. The Twin Towers. <laughs> I, I got that trademarked. I started that. I just think that may work. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I need to make T-shirts for that. <laughs> and this is another one. It's a local team that we've we've covered this year. I can't call them a sleeper because they're the second ranked team in Class Two A right now. Cashin. Yeah, I think they're really good. Their two losses have come to the to the same team, Crossings, who is a class above them. Mm-hmm. And they both been last second. They one of them went to one game went to overtime. Crossings beat them on the other one on a buzzer beater. Hmm. So they're that close to being undefeated. Yeah. And Crossings is a team that could very well win three A because Millwood is the top ranked team in three A and is likely going to get back to state tournament. But there's so many good teams at the top in three A. You have Star Spencer, Crossings Christian, Community Christian, and Norman Oklahoma Christian School. Like, come on. <laughs> there's just so many good schools right now in three A. Um, sleeper team, man. Oh, I ah uh, see. I can't call them a sleeper team too. Choctaw girls. They're twenty-one oh, yeah. and one, but yeah, they're you they're know, I don't fourth. think you understand they're the concept. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're throwing out one seeds. <laughs> throwing out. That's, that's um, okay, so Tuttle is nine. So I'll try to find someone who's that. I low. think yeah, so Tuttle qualifies. Yeah. yeah, they definitely do. That, um, that would be my girls for four A. Um, Man, my boys in 4A, uh, maybe Bethany. They, I mean, the times I've seen them, they've been really good, but I don't know if I'm going to put Bethany out there. Here you go. Girls. My girl sleeper. Putnam West. Okay. Uh, that's a nationally, good one. Okay. Nationally okay. ranked yeah. team last year gets upset by Mustang in the first round of the state tournament when they should have ran away with victories in all those games, according to national polls. Mm-hmm. Down. I don't want to say down this year. They're 15-6, and six, ranked 13th right now. Putnam West, Jeronica Hartsfield. I would sleeper. Okay, I would say Putnam West and Edmund North. I mean, enough uh, boys. No, for the girls. Okay. The, Putnam, the Edmund North girls. Okay. They're ranked. They, they have a they have a tough matchup. If they win tonight, they'll play Norman North number nine on Saturday, and that's for. Excuse me. Obviously, the winners bracket in in area, so that's a obviously a big time matchup. Um, Absolutely. But uh, but no, my sleeper for. Boys is probably Evan Santa Fe. Why is that? Just what I saw last week. They're big, man. No, when they played Memorial, actually they knocked them off, which is I was surprised. Yeah, well, Memorial's been played really well this year. They've lost four games. I mean, they're they're really good. I haven't seen Santa Fe play that well in a long time, and if they if they're doing that, I could see it working. That's all I'm gonna say. Let's see, six A. You know, Norman North's been playing pretty good. They're number ten right now, seventeen and six. This guy's a homer. (laughs) (laughs) 
You don't know who Norman, playing pretty good, James. You don't know who Norman North plays tomorrow? And my sleeper pick for Class 6A, Northwest Classen. That should be a good one, man. Davion Warden, he is one of the best guards in the state. Um, I say guards, shoot, he's more of a forward when it comes to college. About 6'6", electric scorer, great defender. When he plays up-tempo and with energy – Northwest Classen's hard to beat. Now, they made the jump from 5A to 6A this year. It's been yeah. a little tough. They were mm-hmm. semifinalists in, in 5A last year. I think they would probably be a semifinalist in 5A this year, but 6A is just they're pretty loaded this year, pretty even field, loaded, yeah. tough. They got a tough one tomorrow. Norman North is by no means a – like, that is a big – that is a close – that should be a good game. Mm-hmm. But then the winner of that gets Midwest City. So, might likely gets Midwest City. I know upsets could happen, but mm-hmm. Midwest City's number five. I'm going to give that to them. Yeah. I mean that's Northwest Classen. That's my team. <laughs> right. And that is, that, is my, that is my sleeper team. That's for your six A boys. Six A yeah. boys. I'm uh, not going to pick a five A sleeper because no. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll save the rest of it for. Yeah, we'll talk. We we'll talk it. next week. We're probably going to have an earlier podcast next week, earlier in the week, just because later in the week we'll be covering basketball. Um, but no, do you guys have anything else to add before we call it good? I do not. I think we get it all out. The best player you will see if. If this team makes it to the state tournament next weekend, Jameson Richardson, Duke boys, Class B, mark it down. Okay. They have, to, they have a chance to clutch tomorrow if they make it. Well, and of course, last year when I watched him, he had like six points in the in the quarterfinal game. But um, <laughs> just mark it down, Jameson Richardson. <laughs> all right, uh, that was another edition of the Oklahoma's Varsity Podcast. Um, make sure you guys follow all of our content on Oklahoman.com and every day in the Oklahoman. Um, for James and for Nick, I'm Cameron. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. We'll have another episode early next week. And uh, like I said, make sure you stay tuned with all of our stuff on Twitter, uh, online at theoklahoman.com, and every day. In the-